Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your daily NBA betting podcast brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Glad to have you with us. You can find me on Twitter at HP Basketball. You can follow Action Network on Twitter at Action Network HQ. You can also follow the fine gentleman joining me tonight for the Best Bets episode for Tuesday. Albert Wynn, a.k.a. the Analytics Capper, at Analytics Capper on Twitter. Albert, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's Monday night. Looking into tomorrow's slate, there's only a few games tomorrow in, in, in the NBA, and I think I, I love all three of these plays I'm about to give you guys. Nice. Excited to hear it. Also joining me is Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter at Jay Money is Money. Jay Cash Bulls plus two on Monday night. Congrats, Jay, on the win. Been looking at your picks in the Action Network app. You've been on quite the hot streak. Let's hope we keep it rolling, man. Yeah, trying to keep it rolling. Didn't have a. I'm still mad from Sunday. Uh, I take the losses pretty hard, so I'm still mad from Sunday. And I'm glad that AC loves this card because uh, it's not it's not the strongest of my opinion. But uh, let's let's get to it. All right, guys. Uh, everything that we talk about can be found in the award winning Action Network app. The best way for you to track your picks. You get up the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. You can set line alerts if there's a certain number you want to see how the market moves on a game before you bet it. You can set those up. You can find props, everything in there that you want to know, as well as futures. I put in some futures uh, on Monday as I was perusing the board. So gone ahead and got some more futures in on that. You can track all that in the Action Network app. Download it right now. All right. Uh, Albert, for you first, what's your best bets list for Tuesday? Yep, so I'm going to be on three different bets. Two in this game, Warriors visiting the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks are terrible right now, but I'm going to take the money line there. Mavericks plus 100 plus uh, minus 105, depending on what number you can get. And I like Luka Doncic over two and a half threes because I think he's going to let it fly tomorrow night. He loves playing against the Warriors, so I like that pick. And then the nightcap to... uh, to cap everything off the Clippers on the road in Portland plus three and a half. All right, Jay, what are your, what's your, you got one play for us. What's your play on Tuesday? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about riding with the AC there on the Clippers. But, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with the under in this game. It did open up at 217, starting to touch 214, 214 and a half. But I still – I think it's the the right move, the fact that this total's coming down a ton of guys out for the uh, for the Clippers as far as offensively. But we'll get to – we'll break it down here in a sec. All right, I'm going to have one play. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play the New York Knicks minus four and a half. Uh, I was tempted to just go ahead and lay the juice on one minus 185 on the money line because I'm a little nervous about this. We'll talk about why, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the points based off of the free throw idea. Please, Lord, just let the Pistons join Casey. Help me out, please. Just 
if this is close at the end, just foul for the free throws. That's all I'm asking. Don't don't hit me with the oh, we're just gonna let it play out at four. Don't do that to me. All right, um, Albert, let's start with you on on Mavs and Warriors. So interesting game uh, from a number of perspectives. Mavs have been sliding big time, and they've been sliding versus teams that are missing key players. Warriors at full strength. I, here's what's really fascinating for me. So I, I've got two numbers that I use, and one number is based off of. How do these teams match up specifically in terms of how they attack transition and half court? Where, where does that balance out at? And under those numbers, uh, I've actually got the Mavericks here as pretty significant dogs. I've got them as six point dogs based off of that matchup data, but power rating factoring home court. And I've got this at Mavs minus four. So I'm in the middle here and I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not going to touch it for those reasons. One reason I do like, and this is anecdotal, the Mavs have been good this season on national TV in these like big primetime spots. They've actually played surprisingly well, particularly at home. The spot I want the Mavericks in is I want them as a dog check uh, at home check. And I want them on national TV check. So this checks all the boxes. Now I'm not going to go with it because I think this game is tight enough and I don't have a numbers edge for me to get there. Why do you like the Mavericks to beat the Golden State Warriors at home? Yeah, that's great analysis, Matt, when it comes to national TV, because it falls in line with their superstar. Luca is a, show, a showman. He's a flair for the dramatic. He likes these big spots. I like this game because he really gets up for the Warriors. In their last five games, Mavericks have won the last four of them, so four and one, straight up against the Warriors, seven and three against the spread against the Warriors. So I think those trends are good because he really gets up for the Warriors. He he views Golden State as the model franchise, as the model team that, you know, he wants to build the Mavericks around to be become. And it's such a great buy low spot for Dallas. They're one thirteen and one. That's one thirteen and one against the spread in their last 15 games. By far the worst uh, record in the NBA right now. And they're basically plus one, plus a half point, pick them. It depends on what you're looking at. I think it's a big tell. I think in order for that to happen, and this bet is correlated with my second best bet, is Luca has to have a big game. We know Wiggins is an elite defender, especially one-on-one, -on -one, and he's going to play a lot on, on Luka Doncic. And I think Luka knows that he doesn't have the athletic advantage against Andrew Wiggins. He doesn't have the quickness advantage. So he's going to settle for a lot of threes. He's going to take a lot of step-back threes. And I like that two and a half number because he's going to attempt at least seven, eight, nine threes in this game, especially uh, on national TV. So I, I, I think those two are correlated. It might go zero and two. It might go two and zero. Um, but I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tight game, which gives me more more motivation for Luca to do well. I mean, look, it's a bold choice with Luca shooting thirty percent, thirty one percent from three. But when he's hot, he usually hits multiple. So I, I mean, I don't I don't hate the play. Um, I think it's it's interesting just to watch what he's been doing because basically he's been really good at the rim and, in, and on the interior and in the mid range yeah. and not so good from the from the edge. I kind of see though playing as a counter to what they're going to try and do against them. Um, Jay, I want to ask you on this one because you typically like these revenge spots. The Mavericks and Warriors have not played since the Western Conference Finals. This is the first matchup. Mavs are dogs at home. Was there a reason you didn't like this one in particular? 
Yeah, I'd like to take the Mavs here. Uh, they they have been playing well, to be honest with you. I, I like it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, sometimes you kind of have to forecast when the team is going to put it together. They have lost two straight uh, national TV games as well. They had a national TV game versus the Celtics, and they just lost versus the Bucks on Sunday. So now this is uh, their third straight national TV game. I'm with it. I lean Mavs here. That's the only way I could look. We know that the Warriors aren't the same on the road. Uh, Matt, that's a good point as well with the playoff revenge. I love taking that angle. So I'd like to hop on the Mavs here. Coming off three straight road games it's the only way i could look here but it's just like when ac says that 113 and one last 15 oh you tell you this is absolutely horrible man i mean this team is just not they're not clicking right now and so it's just one of those where yes i'd like to take the mavs but if i bet it and then they lost would i be surprised no so i don't usually like to make those type of bets i like to make the bets like no i'm about to win this one so lean mavs i hope ac cash i'm rooting for them i like the side Uh, i just didn't bet it i think What's tough here is the Mavs defense has really struggled with their starters. That's been really yep. bad. Like it was okay for the first like month of the season and it's really fallen off a cliff. I was looking at the numbers today when DFS and Reggie Bullock are on the floor, they're bleeding points. Christian Wood, they're having this debate in Dallas right now. Christian Wood versus Dwight Powell and JaVale's already out of the rotation. Look, any of these, you're going to be in trouble versus Golden State. They're going to pick you apart because they're going to put you in trigger situations. Powell's probably your best bet in those scenarios you can switch it and maybe that's a reason to lean Mavs here a little bit because the Mavs play a higher percentage of switch this season than they did last season. They're switching a ton. That's what you want versus golden state is you want to try and simplify all of the actions as much as possible. Just switch it all on ball, off ball, everything, and try and keep uh, as much in front of you as possible. Don't let them get behind you, which opens up passes on the interior. You collapse and then they kick to three. I think that the concern is, the Mavs bench has been so bad, especially when Luka hasn't been on the floor and Dinwiddie's been yeah. running it, that those minutes versus a Warriors bench, which that's their weakness, right? So now the best way to beat the beat the Warriors is, oh, if you have a good bench, but the Mavs don't. And so that kind of cancels it out. But look, I think in, in general, I like the spot here. We've seen how Golden State's been on the road. They've been poor. I agree that this is Mavs or nothing. Uh I think it really just comes down to Jay and I are not brave enough to take it. So I applaud Albert for being willing to go ahead and play it. Um, Let's talk Clippers plus three and a half, and then we'll transition to Jay's total bet. Um, So, all right. Clippers without Kawhi and Paul George, obviously big, big losses there. Full season numbers, which are going to be adjusted, are going to be impacted by the absences of the Clippers guys, as well as how they played, which was like ass for the first month of the season. They've been good lately. And then it's going to reflect a little bit of, of with Dame and without Dame. But if we kind of look at the overall numbers here, I I come out again. This is another one where I'm on both sides. My power rating actually has this Clippers minus two. And that's not surprising given that I weight these a little bit heavier towards what I think the Clippers will be. I'm, I'm still kind of anchoring that a little bit towards the preseason expectation rather than, again, the ass that their offense has been the first two months of the season. At two, even if I take out Kawhi and PG at a combined five points, I get to basically this number at five. And then if you remove Dame, all right, well, I'm back to being on the Clippers here. Again, I think this has got to be Clippers or nothing. Um, Albert, why do you like the Clippers plus three and a half here? Yeah, I want to give props to my guy Jay here. I also like the look on the under. And when I like the under, I, I lean the underdog as well. So I like the road dog here, the Clippers. Um, they're playing a team in the Blazers that are coming off a four-game East Coast trip. It's not like a, a 
quick East Coast trip too. They're flying from Brooklyn. So they're going through three time zones back to the Pacific Northwest. The Clippers, yes, they're on the road, but they're just a quick flight from California up to Portland. It's not a big deal. Same time zone. And it's also a, a regression spot for their offense, the Clippers offense. They only hit six threes in their last game. Before that, they hit 11, 11, 9, and 21. So I think they're going to hit double-digit threes in this game, which is going to give them a good chance to cover this number. And again, if I like the dog, I'm going to sprinkle the money line as well. I think the Clippers are going to play really elite defense here. No Dame. I think they just need to focus on Anthony Simons, and they have the perimeter defenders to do that. So I like the Clippers plus three and a half. I'm looking this up right now. I'm trying to get a sense for for what the numbers are for Portland in particular with Dame when they're in this spot. Okay. So the Blazers at home after a two-game or more road trip. So in that first game back with Dame are 61.8% straight up, 47% against the spread. If we go to favorites, it's at 49%. Um, let me look at previous opponent division, and we'll look at the Atlantic. Okay, one and two against the spread. All right, so when they've had to do these kinds of trips, they've only covered a 48% clip. So we've got like a trend that, that gives you a slight edge here. I think that that does correct for it. Um, the Clippers, I think, have been pretty good, actually. I, I lean a little bit towards Clippers. I think they're starting to get a little bit of their identity back. The offense is yep. still really bad. Like That's my concern here is that Portland's just going to outpace them. But I do think that the Clippers are starting to get it going a little bit. I guess the question here. Jay, because I know you like the Clippers a little bit on this play, but you lean towards the under. So let's go to the under here. If the I, I like this, it's kind of correlated, right? If the Clippers win, it's because their defense holds Portland down. Can they hold down Portland enough to get under that 215 number? I think is my question. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you see this total uh, total open up at 217 uh, and, and it uh, steams down pretty quick, two points, it lets you know that the that the professional total betters, they like the under here as well. It's a somewhat of a dead zone type of spot for the Blazers here coming off a four-game East Coast road trip, right? They come home for one game and then they head right back out on the road for two more Western Conference games as well. So um, like like AC said, at least the Clippers have have been on the, on the uh, West Coast the whole time. They hadn't been on their road trip, so they have the rest – advantage there um they do have a game tomorrow versus the jazz that's why you see guys like uh john wall resting here and that's why it, uh, i'd like to take the total here They're missing their guards we know that paul george kind of plays point guard for him we know that john walls their backup point guard off the floor off the bench as well he likes to push the pace so without him you're missing guards off the bench we know that their defense has been there this is two of the uh, top eight slowest paced teams over the past five games as well clippers have been fifth slowest in the league whereas the blazers have been eighth slowest obviously they're missing and Dame um, and the Clippers have the top five uh, have the fifth best defense over the last five games so Matt like you said where the Clippers are rounding to form I think it's on the defensive end obviously the offense is going to struggle without PG and Kawhi and I think it's going to struggle even more without John Wall here uh, I think this total goes under here all right my game is going to be the Knicks and the Pistons the other game on the slate I'm gonna go ahead and lay the four and a half with the Knicks you can get that at Fandle there's some fours in the market as we record this on Monday night uh, I make this closer to seven and that's before we get into injuries. No Cade, no Isaiah Stewart, no Beef Stew. Most importantly, though, is Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is out for this game, and that is a huge freaking loss. If Bogdanovich plays, I still like it. But if I, the all indications are that he's going to miss the game. Killian Hayes has played better, still shooting terribly the last couple of games. Like, he's played better, still shooting terribly. 
this Knicks team, I think, is pretty decent. They're not great. They're not awesome. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're decent. And the Pistons are not. This terrifies me because the Pistons are playing their best basketball. I was planning on trying to avoid this game because I looked at the board initially and was like, well, I don't want the Pistons because I don't want to bet against Detroit in the one time of year where they're playing well, like the one time of year. But for me, Albert, I, the injuries are just too much. And Bogdanovich, I think, represents a nice, a nice look at a guy who won't move the line significantly, but is a major part of their overall True. team quality. That. Right? Yeah, and I think this is a potential spot for our guy, Alec Burks, here. It's He's going to get a lot of run in this game, a lot of usage here, Matt. And it's a revenge spot, right, Jay? He used to play for the Knicks there, especially during that playoff run. So Alec Burks might be getting 30, 35 minutes and hoisting like 15 shots. So look into his player props as well. But I agree with Matt here. So I lean the dogs in the other two games, and I lean the favorite in in this game. So um, I like the Knicks. Jay, any reason for me to stay away from the Knicks here? I mean, I can't talk you off. I always say go with your good. I mean, I don't have an official play on this game. It's just I'll be honest with you. I don't want to bet against the Pistons right now. Whether yeah. they covered, uh, they've covered four out of the last uh, five games. They basically basically covered the game versus the Cavs. Um, they kind of just ran out of gas in that one. They did just come off that East Coast road trip, but it's just crazy because they were supposed to come out lethargic in the last game. They came out up fourteen four versus the Cavs. Uh, seem to be playing with like their heads are on fire. So a lot of young guys, even though Bogdanovich is out, I thought the same thing, man. This team is going to get smacked by the Cavs. It didn't matter. The young guys are stepping in. You have to give Casey some credit. He's coaching the young guys up. I mean, he, this guy has somewhat turned Kevin Knox around. What are we doing here, man? So I, I could only I can only look towards the Pistons here. I'm sorry. And the Knicks uh, quickly is. I don't think he's going to play here. That's a huge hit off the bench. Uh, I don't think that the Knicks are a good team this year. I mean, maybe that's a hot take, but I don't think they're great. I don't, they're not playing. That's not defense. a hot take. And I think that Thibodeau is really close to getting fired as well. I mean, if the, if his team is not playing defense, he deserves to get fired. It's simple. That's his calling card right there. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Pistons win this game, Matt, but don't let me talk you off your plate. All right. I mean, so I guess the only counter I'll say is they have covered, uh, they covered four in a row before the Cavs game, but here are the spreads, 10 and a half, 12, 12 and 12. So we're, we're getting eight points of differential here. <laughs> it is in Detroit, but I don't think the home home court is significant. Is huge there. I will brave the waters and I will go ahead and lay the four and a half. Please, God, do not get me into a spot where Dwayne Casey is just like let them run it out with it being a four point differential. We'll see. How Matt, the Knicks play a lot better on the road. I think you know the the pressure at MSG in general is. Um, I I just don't think they perform well. Whether it's Julius Randle, whether it's the fans, they can't really deal with their home crowd. But on the road. I think they're uh, six and five on the road against the spread this year, but they're 16 and six overall uh, in the last, you know, handful of games. So I think they're a better road team than a, than a home team. And I, th I think, you know, Nick's getting four and a half. I mean, seems a little fishy. I like it. Also, the fishier, I'll say this, the better for me. I'll also say this Nick's versus teams under 500 this season, five, three and one against the spread five and four straight up. So they do a little bit better when they're not facing, you know, anyone good that's a key <laughs> key point there all right thanks for joining us on buckets brought to you by FanDuel sports make sure to download the action network app our thanks to david our producer we'll be back tomorrow with another best bets episode in your feeds make sure to check him out follow albert on twitter at analytics capper you can follow jay on twitter at jay money is money and you can follow them both in the action network app thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you tomorrow let's get buckets <laughs>